it's such a nice spot for it too. It's such a nice place. We just had a really nice time down at the river down there. Um, the girls were like throwing rocks in the water and so nice, like wading right? through the water and all uh, like barefoot and running yeah. around. They just love it. It's... Were you just near the bridge or did you go further down? We walked down a little bit, yeah. just a little way. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I have a lot of memories. Yeah, did you ever live here as a kid? Not really live here, no. but we visited several times. So yeah, because yeah. I know your parts of your family lived here um, when I was here. Yeah, well, I was born. Um, so my mother, she, um, she had me in the um, Moolumba Hospital. Yeah, and then when I was about um, a year old, like we lived here from when I was a baby through to about a year, and we had a house up the hill just there, like. Just up, you know, if you just go up there and you go yeah, past... Yeah, hang on. Are you, are you the one that burnt the house down? Yeah. Yes, yes. That's yeah, right. So, so had, I remember that. that. House. Yeah, you were a little baby and you knocked a candle over or yeah, something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So, obviously, I can't, I've got no memories of it. It's all yeah. just stuff that other people have told me. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mm. burnt the house down and then um, after that, we had um, a lot of kerfuffle with the insurance company trying to get the insurance to come through. Yes. Yeah. originally, the idea was to rebuild the house. Yeah. Or get some land nearby or something like that. Um, you know, some some sort of compensation for the fact that the house yeah. burned down. You know, like it was insured and everything. Yeah. But um, because there was so many difficulties with the insurance company, they ended up just paying out some money for it. Mm. I don't know the whole story, but... Yeah, um, yep. Um, and at the time, um, my dad and my mum, uh, they were, especially my dad was... Um, listening to um, Gorgavindaswamy and had yeah. met Gorgavindaswamy a lot. Yes. Um, several times. And, I remember and, him and coming got here. got really, yeah, yeah, really interested and keen in talking to him and, and yes. getting guidance from him. So, yeah. We, um, they decided to just sort of pack everyone up and go for a trip to India. Yeah. Because they got the Bhubaneshwar money. Bhubaneshwar or? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they just moved to Bhubaneshwar. Yeah. Wow. That, well, wow. So that, 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 that house, what happened with the house was a was, part of that whole yeah. storyline. Wow. So I, I burnt down the house and yeah. then they used the money to get all of us to Bhubaneswar. Yeah. And to stay there for what well, originally, originally the idea was to go for six months. <laughs> yeah. And my dad was going to, you know, take um, Shiksha um, instruction from Gorgavindaswami. Yeah. And, um, and then we ended up staying in Bhubaneswar until Gorgavindaswami passed away in 96. We moved over in 90 and we, we came back and then he passed away in 96. So six years we stayed in we stayed in Bhubaneswar. Yeah. How old were you during those six years? Um, 90 to 96. Six. six. I yeah. was born in 90, so I was six and then um, I was six, like turning seven yeah. when we came back. So I just turned seven when we came back. Do you have Australia. any, any uh, stories or memories from that time there with Maharaj? Go go into Maharaj? Yeah, just sort of like... Just nice, just simple stuff that, like, you know, like a kid would remember, you know, like mm. just really simple, um, basic, familiar stuff, you know, like he would, he would, um, he would like ask me different questions and, and, and ask me things, and then he would always give, give me like a sweet. I remember he would give me um, like a gulab jamun, and he was just really loving and caring. And I remember just being, I remember listening to his classes, like, I'd sit on my mum's lap and I'd be drawing stuff and I'd, I'd be listening the whole time. I'd really, I remember like really absorbing a lot of things actually. Mm. And like all throughout my life, whenever I've had um, like moments of 
profound introspection, there's always stuff that comes back up on a really deep subconscious level. Yeah, right. It's really weird, like on a really deep subconscious level. Yeah. There's so much clarity from back then. So but you, if you, I try and think about it now, it's so sure, I get it. Yeah. vague and cloudy. Yeah. Like, yeah. So but you, then, but yeah. then when I read certain things in a book, yeah. or I think about certain things really deeply, or I'm like chanting my rounds, and like you know, yeah. you have that moment of like real depth and clarity. Mm. And then it's like, oh, I rem- yeah, yeah, that makes sense with something I heard when I was a kid. Yeah, and I'll remember something, some story or you know, some, something that I, that I heard from when I was like four or five years old. Right, and it will click in place mm-hmm. like at a subconscious level yeah but you know you I just I just remember running around and mucking around a lot too you know yeah sure you were you know, like, around that age yeah and we we went on Padayatra like when we were over there Padayatra is like we we got um we had a bullet cart so we had two bullocks yeah and um you know us the whole family and, and a whole bunch of devotees we went around rural you know oh, Arisa, you went around all like the villages yeah, all the villages yeah. and stuff yeah on on foot on foot with and with bullet Um Maharaj was, um, his health was not so good. Right. He had some difficulties walking. Right. So he needed help to walk. Like he had a walking stick and he usually had, oh, like, yeah. held onto the, somebody's arm. Yeah, right. So he personally didn't come, but. Yeah, sure. But all the devotees from the temple yeah. would go out like that, yeah. Yeah, so we did Padiatra once around the bar and all of us kids went too. Yeah. I remember that. Did you see what's happened with, uh, like, a Samadhi or. What's happened there in Bhubaneshwar is something they've done something with, I don't know if it's Samadhi or a Bhajan Kutir or something. There's a, there is, there's both. There's, so Gauravinda Swami's got his original hut. Yeah. So when the land was first purchased, it was just like jungle, middle of nowhere, nothing. And uh, It looks like a lot of development there now, right? Just from what yeah. I've seen in the video, the highway next to it or something, the yeah. bridge. Yeah. When they yeah, originally right. bought that land, it was the middle of nowhere, nothing, because it's outside yeah. of Bhubaneshwar town centre. Yeah. Isn't there a story where they were like saying to Prabhupada about the land and he said, no, get it soon, there will be all, you know, soon the people will come, something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, back when they bought it, there was nothing there. Yeah. And then, you know, they, then he said, um, he said, no, in, in, in the future, there'll be a big highway here and, you know, there'll be lots of people and yeah. a big township here and everything. So, Which it is now. It's yeah. massively built up. The, yeah. the, 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 the council or someone has taken down a building. Did, did you see that? No. Yeah, right. So just, the only reason I've seen is because people have shared videos on, on Facebook. So there's one, some disciples here that have shared the video. So there's something, I don't know if it's an original courtier maybe, or a samadhi, some small building right near the road, and they've uh, knocked it down. That must, that might be the hut. Yeah, the original hut. The huh? original, like, courtier for... Yeah, yeah, they've knocked it down, yeah. There was yeah. a big, uh, maybe you know, the, the devotees tried to, to fight to keep it there. Yeah, right. Um, but it, 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 I, I don't know the details yeah, of know. it, but it, what I, from what I did here, it sounds like maybe there's a dispute that it wasn't actually on Iskon's land or something, or... Like, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I'm 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 really disconnected from social media. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. It's not a bad thing. Are you bored? Can I just borrow your phone? Yeah. <laughs> We're just talking about Bhuvaneshwar. We're talking about uh, Gurgavinda Maharaj. Yeah, yeah. It's a really heavy scene over there in the moment. Yeah. So but your mom knows. Your mom knows what's oh, going I've on. Oh, I've been following it ever since it happened. Yeah. Every day. So they, the did they knock down the story? completely destroyed it. The government just came in without any warning and yeah. bulldozed it down. Something about it not being on well, the, the thing land or is something? No, 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 no. Huh? It's all bullshit. Really? Oh, yeah. It's just the government just Gorgo wants to Vindamaraj develop. Gorgobinda Maharaj and... bought that piece of land out the front. Yeah. But they're just adamant 
of course that's a long time ago now sure. when he bought it yep. and they were just adamant to build that highway expand yeah. the highway expand the highway and right so they needed the land oh. and the devotees were banking on the fact that it's a holy site and yeah. there's a saint in in samadhi that they wouldn't touch it you yeah see? And all was peaceful. They saw yeah, his samadhi's there. So they built the highway on top of his samadhi. No, they're not. They're, they're, what happened is they they took the piece of land out the front anyway. Even so, it was purchased by Iskon, mm. and they just reclaimed it anyway. They offered some money in compensation, but the devotees refused it and took them to court instead. So the court case is still pending, it's still going on. Oh. So without waiting for the result, they just came in with a bulldozer and knocked it down. Oh. And the reason being, they built this flyover right yeah. in front of the temple I saw that, with yeah. that wall. Like a bridge kind of and thing, because, yeah. yeah. And because of that wall, now it's the rainy season, mm. all the water coming would bank up against that and wash back into the temple. Mm. So they actually, the government should, or whoever's in charge, they should, you know, here in Australia, the, if they build a highway, they also put the pipes along with it to drain water. Yes, yeah, yeah. They yeah. didn't do that. Oh. So now all the neighborhood is up in arms because it's all flooded, all the buildings are getting flooded. Mm. And uh, so they just came in there because there would have been other ways to deal with it. But they just knocked down the building to put these pipes to drain the water. So the devotees had no choice. Like oh. They did it one time before and they knocked down half and one devotee threw himself in front of the bulldozer. Oh. This time also several devotees got hurt mm. and they're in hospital because mm. they're trying to stop it. Yeah, and right. the police beat them. With mm. sticks, yeah, I saw some videos know? of yeah. that happening. Yeah. And, uh, so anyhow, now it's they came, came like that and just pulled out the whole thing down. It's the saddest thing. Yeah. We've been watching it. I'm on yeah, WhatsApp. Yeah. We're getting all the news. Sure. Every yeah, five, yeah, yeah. ten minutes, there's an update. Uh huh. And now they're just in the process of actually moving the entombed body to a also, new location. Also, it's not just a bhajan kotir. No, no. It's Gurudev, the samadhi oh, there. That's the samadhi. That's what I wasn't there. sure because I was hearing bhajan kotir no, no. and, and samadhi. Yeah, I wasn't samadhi. sure. There was, yeah. uh, wow. there was this little hut with two rooms on one side for Prabhupada, the other side for Gogavindamara. Yeah. Very holy place. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and this is what happened. And the devotees are just desperately rallying from all over the world, trying to help and deal with the situation. Wow. It's, I was just, I've also given my inputs. Everybody wrote emails and. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's a really sad situation. But yet at yeah. the same time, it, it, as it develops, we're learning it has happened before in history that right. somebody's have had to move because for yeah. various sure, reasons sure. and like that. Yeah. So anyhow, they're moving good if that hut doesn't exist anymore. Mm. Wow, that's pretty sad. Yeah, it's very sad. Can you remember it? Yeah, of when course. You, yeah. He, he used to pay so basins flat out like that yeah. in front. And he was a very, very holy oh, site. Yeah, I love that. And that neem Prabhat, tree out the front yeah, and everything. It's beautiful. Prabhupada started the 10th canto, translating the 10th canto there. Really? Gogavinda Maharaj at the time, this was in February 1977. Wow. And Prabhupada's health was very frail already. And Gogavinda Maharaj had organized for him to stay in a government guest house in town, but Prabhupada refused. He said, no, I will stay there where my child Gogavinda is. Wow. And he shared the hut with him. It was just wow. a very simple mud hut with 
grass thatch roof and Prabhupada they had to make like a commode outside in the field for him and the only thing he asked for was that uh, uh, electricity wire would be available and water pipe so he did that Gogamina Maharaj did that and so Prabhupada could use the dictaphone every day wow. and uh, he stayed there for 17 days which was very, very unusual because in those days Prabhupada only stayed a few days here and there because he was so frail. Mm. But he stayed there for 17 days uh, to the day of Lord Nityananda's appearance day to lay the cornerstone ceremony of the temple, the Krishna Balaram temple. Wow. And uh, he said, Prabhupada apparently said, because it's Jagannath Balade Subhadra in the middle, Krishna Balaram and on the left, Gornitai. So Prabhupada said three times, Balaram, Nitai. He said, any fool can come here now and get mercy. So Gorgavinda Maharaj, for him, the project was very, very important because, uh, well, it was his service to Srila Prabhupada. It was in an out-of-the-way place, and devotees were rebelling against it at the time. They thought, no, we should have a temple in Puri. But Prabhupada apparently said, no, this will be one of the best centers in ISKCON. So, you know, and then the government in the meantime did a very, very underhanded, nasty thing to them. Yeah, my first impression on seeing it was just the nature of this world is that sometimes things happen that appear to be like demoniac forces, you could say. Yeah. But I also feel like it's Krishna's really taking things away. Even even yeah, our yeah. even our religion, even yeah, our yeah, sites, yeah. even our temples. Yeah, will you yeah. still will you still uh, yeah, right, run yeah. to Krishna even when all the establishment is taken yeah, away? Yeah, you know, yeah, so I, exactly. I, I see. You know, I, it's, I think it's good to to use anger against these kind of forces, but I also see it as like we're we're being forced to let go of everything that's not real. And really hold on to what is real, you know, exactly. like hand in Worldwide, the bag. Worldwide, it's been a, the really, really positive thing that's come out of this is that his disciples and well wishers all, all over come the world together, right? They're really all, rallied yeah. together. All, yeah, yeah, and I sure. mean, many of them were terribly at loggerheads with each other. Wow, see? Oh, yeah. But wow, Maharaj is mercy yeah, in that yeah, way. We're to, all coming to get, together. Get, get the family together and like, like that. like, I, I just sent a text before. <laughs> I said, well, you know, there's a saying that sometimes you have to know to jump over your own shadow, you know? Yeah. You have to get over your own ego yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So for a higher purpose, and not a blade of grass moves, you're right, not a blade of grass yeah. moves without the sanction of the Lord. Mm. So there must be a higher yeah. purpose. Yeah, it doesn't mean we don't tolerate, I mean, it doesn't mean we tolerate these, these activities, these, yeah. these forces. We try but, our best. But it just means that you look for what is, what is, what is, yeah, what is real here, what, what do I, what yeah, am I meant yeah, to gain yeah, here? Yeah, and if yeah. that is unity and, yeah. and uh, also maybe being more organized, you know, with, with resources Look, and things the, like that. The, the whole problem was that the Arisen devotees, they kept themselves always a bit aloof from us uh -huh. foreigners. Uh -huh. Because they're thinking they're better. Right. Because they're the local Brahmins, you know, uh -huh. they'd be contaminated by that. Uh -huh. So they haven't been able to work with us foreigners, for uh -huh. a better word. Yep. And so they've kind of ostracized us a bit. Ah. And so we've just taken off back to our different countries and like that. Yeah. But actually now they're also realizing, oh, actually yeah, we this, need to work together. Yeah, see, if India has gone the Western way, yeah. then you need to understand the Western yeah, system. Yeah, yeah. They have, uh, the paperwork you know, and Orisa, all that kind of stuff. especially on one side. The law. They're still so orthodox. orthodox like yes. They, 
they really feel, you know, this whole Brahmin thing, like I have right. to be born in a Brahmin yes, family yep, to yep. be a devotee of Lord Jagannath. Yeah, even that's that where Lord Chaitanya resided. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So have you got? Yeah, it's uh, so it's so bodily concept of life. It's oh, not it's even just funny. Crazy, yeah, yeah. we got to grasp onto something, eh? Nuts. Even yeah. the, even yeah, as the devotees. Styling. Okay, thanks. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, that was uh, very timely that your your mother would come along and yeah, that's heavy. Give all that I, insight. I didn't even realize. I, didn't, right. I wasn't even aware of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. See, that's one of the reasons why I find it hard to give up completely social media. It's like there's so much distraction. There's so much. I waste a lot of time, definitely. Yeah. But whenever I delete my Facebook, I'm like, you know, it's like within 24 hours, I have something I need to get to someone, you know, or yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of like, yeah. So I never really completely leave it, uh, but still, it has a lot of negative. It you know saps saps a lot of your time. A lot of yeah. it seems kind of like you might put a lot. Well, for me, I put a lot of energy in. But it seems very um, unsubstantial. Yeah, yeah. If yeah, it's it's perfectly fine being a bit of an outsider, I suppose. If, if yeah. you're a bit of an outsider anyway, then it doesn't matter. Yeah, sure. So that's I mean that's that's the thing. So tell us a bit about your life after that time like in terms of education and stuff I know you you've you know you completed an engineering degree and well um, can you tell me why you went down the engineering path in the first place when I was in um, high school I was quite good at um, maths and um, I was interested in science and just doing something interesting and far out like I just I actually originally wanted to join the Air Force because I felt like I had a bit of um, like administrative and you know organizational skill like I wanted to um, lead something cool and I had all these sort of ideas in my head that you know I had no idea would actually what they actually look like in real life mm. basically <laughs> mm. and um, you know sort of a romanticized picture of what the world is like mm. and um, so I, I didn't want to, I didn't go into the Air Force um, I changed my plans and instead I went into um, just, you know, university and did the same course through university. So I did aerospace engineering at QT. Yeah. Yeah. And then when I graduated, um, um, it took me a while to get a, um, like a secure, a good engineering job. Then I ended up working as a, an electrical engineer mm. for about three years. And then I just, um, yeah, I just got really burnt out and just over what the sort of corporate reality of engineering like doing engineering work for a big company like a big um, you know publicly listed corporation you know that's the purpose of which is to increase shareholder value at, at any cost mm. and um, it was part of the coal industry like we were it's a company that hauls does the bulk coal haulage yes um, in central Queensland and um, yeah I just I was, you know, pretty negative, negatively affected by the association and just what I was doing just felt like it had no overall meaning or value apart from just making money. Yes. So that seemed to be the only real value of it, which is kind of, I think people in general tend to forget that, you know, money is a, 
it's just a symbolic representative of what we value as human beings. Sure. So, you know, I think people forget that a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, and if we simply re remember that, there's this sort of, there's these two types of people. There's, there's people who are greedy for money, mm. and then there's people who are um, averse to money mm. because, you know, money is greed. Like, it's, there's, there's a, you know, it's, it's like, well, it's just too much trouble. It's, you know, so, and both of them are just, just don't see what it, what it's really for, you know. Sure. It's it's um it's for um you know money is 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 nothing. It doesn't actually exist. Money doesn't yeah. actually exist. That's it's right. just a it's symbolic. Just a, it's purely yeah. just a symbolic representative of what we value as human beings. Mm. So like the idea that you can make money from something that is not of intrinsic value to human beings yes. is insane. Yeah, 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 totally, I get is in, it. Is completely insane. I get it, yeah. Because money literally is <laughs> yeah, a symbolic yeah. value of a symbolic representation of what we value. <laughs> yeah. as, so if you try and think like, okay, I'll make money from something which is not going to be an overall good right. to people and right. to the environment and to society and just, you know, mm. then, you know, you might be able to artificially yeah construe some sort of artificial yeah. value from something but ultimately sure. you're not going to make it's not going to be any yeah, value you're, you're reminding of uh noam chomsky he's got this documentary and this kind of idea this political philosophical idea of manufacturing cons consent yeah, and, and, yeah and part of that is like you're planting through you know through the storytelling through the marketing through the advertising through the music the uh movies um yeah planting a desire for things that are not don't have any intrinsic value but making it look like you need those things and then you can sell them yeah and it, right. but the whole goal behind it is to transfer money is to accumulate money to accumulate yeah, wealth yeah um if i convince you to buy something which you don't actually need but which i happen to have mm. which i happen to have acquired at very very low cost and which yeah. i can then sell to you at a very high markup yeah and i and i sort of plant this idea in your head that you really need it and yeah that's a yeah. great business model yeah yeah it is it's like it's you, you got both ends covered you're not just like you know find something of value and then distribute it by making a profit off it to you know to to cover your expenses and and to live a yeah. little um you actually you actually generate the desire as well manufacture the desire for your product and then yeah. and then sell it it's like a, it's a very yeah. good business model yeah so then how long did you work as an engineer for three years and then you what yeah what then, was like the big transition uh, yeah, to, to change into what what you did next it's sort of like a existential crisis yeah, slash nice. like um i love them like like um <laughs> you know emo like re relationship crisis as well like with my wife right were you working stuff. a lot like a lot of hours or something or yeah or was it just the state that you were in yeah was it was making, both yeah. yeah it was both i was doing like 10 on four off uh -huh. like 11 12 hour days yeah. For ten days. That's a lot. Did you have to go place. away from home? Sometimes. Work? Yeah, right. No, not all the time. Yeah. But it was just like, yeah, just a lot of things just sort of hit the fan at the same time. Yeah. And um, you know, I was going through a lot of like existential angst as I suppose sure. at the same time. Sure. As everything else. So, so yeah. I just Yeah, I decided um it was actually I was reading um the biography of um Ludwig Wittgenstein. Oh yeah. Yeah, and um, it was. was, it was uh, he's funny... a logical positivist, no? Wittgenstein? No. no, 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 no. No, he was quite against. Uh, he was quite against that school. Witt Wittgenstein. Wittgenstein. Wittgen. It's spelled with a W, but it's German, so it's pronounced as a V. Wittgenstein. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, no, he wasn't a logical positive. He wasn't into that. He was sort of associated with them a little bit in the beginning, but then uh, maybe drew they, himself away from it. Maybe they used his stuff. Because I was reading about... Yeah, um, they tried to use yeah, his stuff too. Maybe that's the connection. I was reading about uh, Kurt Goddell and... Uh, and they were talking about a part of his biography is he spent time with these logical positivists in Vienna, Vienna Circle. Vienna, yeah. Yeah, and they, yeah. you know, Wittgenstein was like their, their like acharya, but yeah. I, but he wasn't there with them. He, but no, he, he wasn't didn't with like them. any of it. Yeah, uh huh. I didn't, he, I didn't read didn't like, about this, this yeah, in the book. Yeah, he didn't like though. any of it. Yeah, right. No. He had nothing to do with it. Ah, interesting. They tried to use it. happens it. a lot, right? In philosophy, yeah, people people use... Someone will present something, and then other people, they spot something that suits their bias, their motivation, and they use that philosopher um, to put forward their idea. It's funny how, like, when you first start off reading philosophy, you have this sort of, like, innocent pursuit of knowledge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, sure. where, where it's like... Surely this is an exercise in, you know, finding the truth, right? Yes, yes. That's how it's, yeah. Surely that's the point. Yeah. And then, and then you find out that <laughs> it's just so a, much of it it's is... It's like a war of ideas. It's, it's kind like, of like a... Well, it's like, it's just the typical... It's the typical bias of desire comes back into yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. You see, when you've seen enough, yeah. you see they're just all rotating around I, something. It, it's, it is like this yeah. because I want it to be like this. Yeah. I want it to be yeah. like this because sure. I'm attached to my position yeah, or my yeah that's right it always comes back to there's some initial starting point yeah, it always yeah. every single philosopher that I've studied from it comes it comes back to this initial point where there's some assumption and we we, we fight up here we fight like in the ideas in the realm of ideas of, of argument using logic but when you get back like I can give so many examples but once you listen to a philosopher long enough you do get to the point where you're like oh yeah I get it he's just yeah. not going to go past say the, the, the emptiness of consciousness without contents, he's not going to go past there. He's not going to go past Brahman realization or the oneness aspect or something like that. Yeah, um, no, because you know, like a lot of, even going to talk a lot of very, uh, very influential and, and powerful philosophers who are atheists, when I read their philosophy, I basically get to the point where they're just, they get to the point of, of the self, but they only choose to look at matter. You can you hear it like so they, they just don't they just like logical positivism is all about that. It's only about what we can conceive with the senses empirically. So everything else that they just say doesn't exist. They don't address yeah, it. It's, it's the opposite to uh, Plato, you know, who's who, you know, who thinks that there's you know realm of ideas that are, exist uh, beyond this space of the empirically um, perceivable. Mm. The it's Platonism is really interesting because. Like what? What anyone? What anyone will say to you now is that they'll turn around and say, "Okay, well, you know, we're accusing of starting with basic starting assumptions, and we just build a system. We're just system builders. Start yeah. off with an with an assumption, and yes. then just build a system off that. Uh -huh. And so, if you start off with if you start off with an empirical assumption, then you build an atheistic system. Sure. Ultimately, yes. If you start off with a sort of monistic, you know, metaphysical system that's based on mind, a philosophy of mind, then yeah. you build a what's yeah. essentially Buddhism. Yeah. Um, you know, if you start off with a, a sort of metaphysical concept of spirit, then you build a system that ends up being Vedanta, essentially, uh -huh. right? Yeah. So you, you can, you, all of those, you, you can turn that argument around and you can say, well, okay, I'm starting with, you're all starting with assumptions here. You're all, yes. you're, uh -huh. you know, it's, it's not just any of you. It's, it's not just me, guys. It's all of you. You're all making the same mistakes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like, well, that's what I like about Platonism because... 
um, and that's what's really powerful about um, the idea of the idea of forms beyond material time. Yes. Like, and Platonism is 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 sort of approached by in a lot of philosophy books that um, talk about it in the sense of like, well, you know, I'm looking at the green leaves now and surely there must be some sort of abstract greenness yes. in the absolute space of right. greenness in yep. order for me to be able to recognize that this is a green leaf. Yeah. And it's like, that's sort of Platonism, yeah. but it's so far off the... That's, that's like how they saying, present it. They that's, present yeah, it like that. Yeah, yeah but yeah. that's retarded. Yeah. That's not Platonism. That's, right. like saying, that's like saying ravioli is a dumpling. Mm. And it's like, well, yeah, ravioli is kind of a dumpling, mm. but no, of course ravioli is not a dumpling. Mm. Like, you'd have to, to be stupid to say that ravioli is a dumpling. So that's exactly the same thing with Platonism. You'd have to be stupid to say that the idea of there being an absolute um, like an, an ideal form yeah. an ideal formness yeah. of all things is that is, is not to say that there's a greenness of all things or that there's a chairness of all things mm. or that there's a pram like there's a pram behind you there's yes. a pramness of all things yeah I mean there's no pramness of all things because prams were only invented you know 200 years ago or something so there's no pramness of all things that's stupid that's not what Platonism is at all. It, it's Platonism is saying that is much deeper because it's saying that you know, can you imagine a universe where the three internal angles of a triangle don't add up to mm. pi radians mm. of a perfect circle? Mm. So you know what pi radians is? Yes. So 180 degrees is not so is a relative measurement. Mm. So, but pi radians is based on what is a perfect circle. Yes. Can you imagine? Yeah, can you imagine a universe? You can manage there. You can imagine there being multiple universes. You can imagine there being various realities or shifts. But can you imagine any universe mm. where there isn't a triangle mm. whose internal angles don't, you know, don't add up to pi radians? Mm. Can you, you know, can you imagine, you know, like, like what's like that's the thing, and that's why mathemat mathematicians usually end up being Platonists. Yeah, yes. Because true. when you deal with mathematics, yeah. yep. you start very, very quickly realizing yep. that the nature of reality yep. is not. Um, I don't have any money for Shalia. I'm sorry. It's your dad or mum. The the nature of reality is um, is not. You know, like picking picking up an object and playing and like. Sensing it with your hands. <laughs> yeah, what? Can you unlock the car so we can get my unicorn slime? <laughs> your unicorn slime? Sure. <laughs> I think I can unlock it from here. Can you open the door, Oh, uh, yeah. Where's your mum? Let's go. Okay, it's unlocked. Make sure you close the door. But you know, do you understand so, what I'm saying? Yes. I think people completely miss the point mm. of what Platonism really is. Mm. And then and so then what they do is they just it's the classic let's erect straw man mm. and then let's burn the straw man mm -hmm. when when you can't actually tackle what Platonism is. Mm. You can't tackle what it really is, because what it's really saying is that um, reality is not a concept of the mind. Mm. Which is obvious mm. when you think about it. Mm. Mm. Reality is not a concept of the mind. Obviously, mm. you know, this idea that reality is, exists in your mind. That mm. I hallucinate reality in my mind. It's sort yeah. of like a popular neuroscientist sure. perspective. Sure, and that, that's, uh, that's, that's, yeah, yeah. that's completely 
yeah, that's mental. It leads mental. into things like solipsism, right? Yeah, well, yeah. it's sort of or um, so social constructivism. Like right. reality is socially constructed yes. by sort of like a group of minds sure. that sort of compete for competing realities which exist in each of our minds. Yeah. And sort of like competing ideas of what reality is mm. sort of socially constructs reality. Yeah. And this I is see. all this is all like it's all so on the one hand it's saying reality is a product of the senses. Mm-hmm. So like obviously anyone can see that reality is not confined to the to what's sense perceptible. Mm. Anyone who's like read a high school science textbook mm-hmm. knows that. Yes. Like obviously. Yeah. I mean, go to a physics course. You very quickly realize that empiricism is not going to cut it. Mm. Like, that's it, obviously. Yeah. It's just, you know. Yeah. And then it becomes almost religious to keep and so then, the, 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 the storyline or the, the paradigm of experience, the realm of experience in the material sphere, you know, without, some, without something superior to human experience or acknowledging anything beyond what the senses can experience because this is what we have with the uh those you know like the popular scientists they do like that you know, they speak in religious terms you know they speak with religious confidence to almost like become the new because pr- it's system building yeah. so it's system so it's, building it's, yes. yeah, start start yeah. with an initial assumption yeah. and build a system based off that yes yes so it's it's still just it's system building but within just a different system yes so it's it's still just yeah. It's just rational empiricist system building. Let's get back to your reading Whit- Wittgenstein's um, um, biography. Biography. Yeah, and this is at the time before he, you transitioned. He also, he also went through this sort of like existential crisis where he did, he studied at university and then he studied philosophy and he wrote the Logico Tracticus, which is what the logical positives try to yes. use to support their yes, yes. logical positivist philosophy. Yeah. And then Wittgenstein is like totally disgusted with his own logico tracticus. He's like, he's like, I can't believe, I can't believe I wrote that stuff. Go play. Um, go on. I'll talk to you in a minute. And um, he, he then, <laughs> he became a teacher. So he, he moved to this like little country town in like outback Germany. And became so can, a teacher. Can you go, go over that bit again. He, he was upset about how his he his logical. Uh, what was he it? He didn't like his own book. You're right. He right. went through this massive ordeal. Yeah. Trying to write this book. Yes. And then he didn't like and it. And people ran with that book a lot. People ran with that yeah. book a lot, and he didn't, he didn't like, like it. it. Wow. And he, and, he's, and he didn't want. He totally rejected philosophy uh, completely. He was yeah. like, "This, you know, philosophy is stupid. I just want to go do something good with my life." Mm. So he became a teacher mm. and tried to teach kids maths. Yeah, right. But, um, you know, that didn't end up working out for him so well for various reasons. And then he went back to philosophy and stuff. And then, but basically, like, that's, that's you know, that sort of really resonated with me a lot. Because sure. I was like, because I, I was reading philosophy and thinking about philosophy a lot. And then I was like, this is stupid. I just want to do something good with my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like. Yeah, um, yeah, I get it. And, and mm. you know, so then I was like, okay, but I still need a profession. So, okay, I'll become a teacher, you know? Mm. So that was the idea. That was why I became a teacher. Do you find there's something really sweet about, about being a person who inspires an understanding in someone else? Like, or helping people get over things or learn new things or just yeah. that, that feeling of like, you can't... Like you can't, you can't measure it. You can't even. It's hard to even explain. But you help someone 
understand something, learn something. It's it's mystical, you know. Do you get experience like that as as a teacher? Yeah, it's really far out. It can be it can be really um, stressful and give you a massive headache. <laughs> but it's those like really nice moments that make yeah. you keep on going back and making yeah. make you really inspired. Nice. Do you know Abhi Ram? Yep. Uh, we're just here. We're actually uh, recording at the moment. We're having a conversation about. Oh, I'm sorry. A bunch of things. No, no. This is. I, I hope you're okay with it. Okay. It's, it's this the openness. Like the kids have come over. His mum came over and told <laughs> us about uh, Govindamarch and uh, and Bhuvaneshwar and the uh, the Samadhi. Yeah. Because we were just actually talking about it before, and then she came over and told us. So, yes. Sure, I can do that for you. So you guys know each other a bit, a little bit, or what? I've, I've met you here and there. Yeah, actually, Nimai and his brother and I, we get together and we we uh, have conversations uh, quite a bit. Yeah, nice. We're always. Uh, Is your brother um, Abi? Yeah. yeah. Abi Manu? Yeah. 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 yeah well, I've met. Him. I've talked to him a little bit. So, like, I met him in Brisbane a few months back. Yeah. But not much. Yeah, that's nice. I've read his blog a little bit. Mm. Um, but yeah. Uh, you know, um, what I really liked was um, when you started talking against impersonalism. And I, I was, I've been listening to the audio book of Javadharma. Okay. First, I've got the first 25 chapters of Javadharma on audio book. Oh, cool. And I play it in my car on the way to work and stuff. And... Um, you know, it's it's so simple. Like it's like we were talking about people construct different philosophical systems based on initial starting assumptions that are just essentially driven by like a desire. A desire. Yeah. yeah. I, I want it to be like this way yeah. because I'm attached to a certain thing. You know, I, I want a thing to be the way it is because mm -hmm. I want because I like it, and so I'll build a whole philosophical system that supports that thing, which is essentially ultimately attachment to sense objects of the body. Ultimately, um, but they don't—they're not even aware of that. But no. but but the really cool thing, like when you get when you when you listen to someone or you read someone's books, who is like gen, like a genuinely transcendentally situated person, and you, there's just that clarity and simplicity. Yeah, every it's sentence, so, just so like clear. every just sentence like, is just yeah, like incredible. Wow, I never thought of it. Wow, that's so simple. Yeah. I'm well, reading people like, like I, I spent I spent yeah. weeks thinking about that yeah. thing in so many yeah. different convoluted terms, yeah, yeah. and you've just said it in like yeah, two yeah. sentences. Absolutely, and it's like so. Yeah, of course. Yep. You know, so like, um, like um, Bhaktivinoda Thakur um, speak. He's explaining through the characters of Jivadharma um, against impersonalism, mm -hmm. which um, we also talked about on your blog on your uh -huh. podcast. Uh -huh. um, oh yes, yes. And yes. he's saying that. Um, it's in the first few chapters about Naimitika Dharma, uh -huh. and he's saying that impersonalism is an example of a Naimit of a because it requires a Nimitta, because because the 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 because there is a cause which is suffering, which is material suffering, mm. which is which is a temporary Nimitta, a temporary cause. So, impersonalism is also a, an example of Naimitika. Dharma and it's not it's not eternal. 
because it requires material suffering in order to exist. So, and as soon as that material suffering ends, and then that cause is fulfilled, then the cause, then it, then that cause is finished. Whereas um, he posits that ultimately, like pure bhakti is the only eternal dharma. The only eternal dharma is pure bhakti because love is its own cause and effect, which is what is also given in right in the beginning of Bhagavatam, Janmad Yasya Yata, that it's its own, it's it, that internal meaning of that very first verse of Bhagavatam is also that it's its own cause, which is so obviously true, actually, when you think about it, like it's just so simple. You know, how, how can you construct an entire philosophy that posits that, okay, the impersonal void is the eternal substance of reality, or that matter is the, the, the only substance of reality, or that you, as, soon as, you say, as soon as you say that anything is existent through all time, there is an eternalness of something, then it has to be something that is causeless. That's materially causeless. That's not a temporary nimitta. It doesn't come about as a nimitta, as a temporary circumstance. So, and pure love is the only pure love of. Only issue I have with that statement is that Brahman is eternal. So there is an eternal, impersonal platform that is true and genuine, eternally. Yes, as an aspect. Of so that, the, that 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 is there always. As as an aspect, it's, it's that uh, the. Yes. So what, what I feel like the difference is is when you're looking for the truth that underlines all other truths, right? So you can see, you can get to the point where you see the impersonal platform isn't the all in all. That it is a, it's a it's a you know that's why it's Advaitavad. Advaita is there. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. The Advaitavad is all that viewpoint is always accessible. Yes. But it's not the all in all, and that's no. the difference. It goes. There's more. It goes more it's the it's in, really the starting point it's that in, in a sense if you're looking from the material platform back it goes void and then there's everything that's shuddha is taking place within technically from the from the materialistic um the materialistic perspective meaning from the, the perspective of matter everything yeah. that's in the shuddha Sattva, Vishuddha Sattva, all that is in the void. Well, it is. There's nothing in the void. There no, is no. no void. There is a void. There's no void. There so is Brahman, a void. Brahman is not a void. It's, but it, it is from the materialistic perspective, this is what I'm trying to say. From the perspective of matter, yeah. it's a void. Now, yes. we know that it's not a void because from, there's. From the perspective of negation of matter. Yes. There's only void due to the process of yes. negation. Yes. There is no void. There is no void. There's only there's only a, an aspect of void due to, due to from the from the materialistic perspective, they would say, Oh, yeah. this is this void. Yes. And it's dark. And and so we go, okay, sure. I you know I said, yeah, you wanna you wanna talk about shunyata? Okay, sure, fine, no worries. I see it. Sure, no worries, no problem from your perspective, yeah. But that's yeah. not the all in all. No, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's so. I think there's a little bit of um, of uh, responsibility on our part to accept the viewpoints that they are real. They're just not the most real. They're not the. That's not the the deepest that it goes. It's not the end. It's the 
it's like you know dig a little deeper go a little further i i i, I would have i would have agreed with you about six months ago or maybe some time ago a few years ago i would and, and i would have fully agreed with you right now like right now where you're at with with where I'm, i just go i'm just now i just go reason. no i just go no it's it's bollocks it's all it's, bollocks it's not all bollocks though it's bollocks no it's total you bollocks. can't you can't say that because you have to accept <laughs> christian the fool you have to reject it no the, the rejection is not does isn't play out that way the it's, rejection is 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 understanding what it is right so rejection doesn't mean that it doesn't exist rejection isn't all oh it's not like that rejection means that i know there's more why would i settle for less why do I want to settle for less? No, no. So rejection means looking beyond that. That's what real rejection means to yeah, me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is looking beyond that. It's not saying, oh no, it just, no, no. It becomes so distasteful. It becomes. So... I agree and also disagree. Devotees, Vaishnavas uh, have that. Devotees have that mood for sure. It's, it's I so it's distasteful. It's so like. It doesn't make it like impersonalism. It doesn't make it so. It doesn't make it non. No, but now, but but also yeah. again, for me, it depends on what you're describing as impersonalism, because there's two versions of it. Right. Well, there's there's, shun, Brahma, there's Shun Brahma, there's was one way we could say, and then there's Brahma then we could Gyan. say Brahmagyan, yeah. and then we could say there's Mayavad, the yeah. Mayavad interpretation of Brahmavad. Yes. Right. Yeah. In the Mayavad, the Mayavad interpretation of Brahmavad is the most distasteful, yeah. in my opinion. Yes. Because in the Mayavad, they try to use the absolute truth to attack Krishna. Yeah. Yeah. Right, they try to use it against him. It's using one of the triune aspects to attack to, to the attack other Christian, yes. to attack Krishna. Yes, right. It's which essentially is that's like using Krishna to attack Krishna. It's it's it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's um, just retarded. In Krishna Leela, the embodiment of that, as far as I see it, is Jarasandha. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Can you give a little description? Well, Jarasandha, Jarasamya, is the word. Yeah. Right. And it means to join in two parts. Yeah. Right. But if you take you look at a little the way I see it is you're joining two things you're joining Ja and Ra together yeah Jara yeah right and um, there would be a few ways to look at that Leela one of them Jarasandha could represent old age itself but it doesn't make that much sense to me um, because uh, it, he comes at the point where Kamsa has just been killed after Kamsa is killed the next Asura that Krishna really has to deal with is Jarasandha. Yeah, and, and Kamsa represents false ego. False ego, yeah. right. So it's when the person comes to the transcendental platform, the yeah. first thing he's confronted is Brahmagyan. Brahmagyan, yeah. Right? That's the first thing, because you're going to see that truth. Yes. That yes. truth is there, That's what, I, which is what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. You try to say no, you won't see Krishna. Yeah, he's like full gangster. You can't he's say, I want to see you, Krishna. I want to see you, Krishna. I want to see you, Krishna, but I, I don't exactly. want to see you, right? You want to no, say, no, I, no, I no. love you, Krishna, in full. So, so, and, and, and the devotee who can do that, he's not blinded by the effulgence. He, 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 he gets to see the darshan in full. Whereas the impersonalist, the, the, he, won't, he won't understand that darshan. And he'll make a mistake and the, the last subtlety of, of the ahankar will get him because he'll think it's himself, mm. right? So, so we get yeah. back to Jarasandha. Yo, Ja and Ra. Yeah. Which is the opposite of Raja. Yeah. Okay. Raja is you're taking the fire and you're, you're, you're using it to boil the water. Yeah. The Ja is the water, the Jala. Yeah. Right? Raja, you're, it becomes more passionate. 
Yeah. Jara is the reverse. It's, that's why it's a, one of the words that means old age. Yeah. Because you're, you're, the, the, the liquids in your body are evaporating. Yeah. Right? But another way to look at it is that the f water is being offered to the fire or the fire is being used to, offer to, to, to stir the water. Yeah. Right? Yeah. When the water is being offered to the fire, in, the, in that story, Jarasana is sacrificing all the rajas to Shiva. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So he's taking his rajas and he said, give it to Shiva. And then he's attacking Krishna. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So the way I see it is he's like a jnani. Yes. Who's killed the ego, but then he's saying, I have to kill all the egos. Yes. And he doesn't get to have one. Mm. Yeah. I'm in the, I will offer all my rajas to Shiva, to, to consciousness itself, right? Into the consciousness, I'll offer this sacrifice. But it means he has to go. Yeah. I'll attack him with that knowledge. Yeah. Right? And see, he attacks 18 times. Yeah. And the 18th time Krishna walks, right? Krishna defeats him 70 times and then he walks. You yeah. can't catch him. The jnani can't catch Krishna. Yeah. Right? He can't with his, with just, see, everybody has, the, the, the thing about jnana that's interesting is that everybody, by the dint of the nature of the soul, yeah. the soul is Brahman. You are Brahman. Yes. So it requires no qualification. Yeah. Atma, Atma Upanishad says this. Everyone is entitled to their self. That's mm. it's yours. It's the only thing that is yours. Yourself, yeah. right? Yeah. So everyone has access to Brahman. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. But not everybody has access to Krishna. Mm. Krishna is a special. He's Param Brahma. Right? Yeah. It's beyond that. Yeah. That's what that means. Param Brahma means, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep on, keep on. You got to keep on walking and you have to pray. He doesn't have to show up for you. It's not required, right? Yeah. So, the 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 jnani he get, can get to that Brahman on by his own effort in one sense. Everyone will always need guru, but the self is guru too, right? You had this idea that everyone you, that anyone could by their own effort could get to Brahman, right? Mm -hmm. With even without guru, and that's a semi truth because at the end of the day, Paramatma is guru. Mm -hmm. So there can't be enlightenment without knowledge, right? There has to be an enlightening thing. So in a, in both are true and sure, sure. at the end of the day, the truer truth is that Guru is always there. Mm -hmm. So anyway, it's the the, relationship. the Jnani can try to um, come to the position where he can, he by trying to understand the self or so he's trying to grab Krishna and he just can't. So the, on the 18th time, Krishna shows him very distinctively, you can't catch me, yeah. right? And then it's not a coincidence that there's 18 Puranas. Yeah. Right? Mm. By which you learn the activities of the Lord. Yeah. 18 Puranas. The last one being Bhagavad. Yeah. Which is the one by which you can actually catch him. Yeah. Right? There's 18 syllables in the Gopal Mantra. Yeah. That delivers the full Sambandha Gyan. Yeah. Right? You want to know Krishna? It's in the 18 syllable Gopal Mantra. Yeah. You will know him. Yeah. In full. It's revealed, right? So... The, um, uh, the Mayavadi is like that. It's trying to use the truth against Krishna. Then the, the Shunyavadi, um, thank you, Ben. The Shunyavadi is also very dark because in the Shunyavadi, in the earlier conceptions of it, he's going for self annihilation. Right? Self-annihilation is an absolute crime. 
it's really interesting because when you when you try and find what the Buddha actually said about the self, he remains silent. Mm. Yeah, and that's in itself. He, he remains silent. The Buddha's so, just like no. So, but the, but what the I'll Buddha, give you, but, I'll, but give the, you, I'll give you the part. But what the Buddha, what the I'll Buddha do, has done silent. that's perfect is that if you get to Shunyata, see the thing is you can't self annihilate. It's impossible. So when you get to Shunyata, yeah. you've wiped away all your preconceptions. You've destroyed everything. So then what remains is self-evident and true. It becomes a starting point for... Because the self just... Yes, it's a... And so Buddha has, in a sense, done them a favor. Yes. Because they get to start... They've wiped everything and now it goes... Because it always just mm. kicks off again. Mm. Do you know? Always. Um, do you know Sam Harris's presentation? Sam Harris is very Buddhist. Yeah. 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 And yeah. you know how he like he says there's no self and there's no free will. Yeah. Yeah. And he uses like neuroscience and stuff like that. But when he gets to his actual position of why he believes that, he t he talks about his own meditation. Yeah. He talks about getting to a point in meditation. He goes on vipassana retreats and whatever. Does a sign meditation. Gets to that point where consciousness no longer has contents, and then he he interprets that as there's, there's no, no self. self right? So so. But but then but it's so it's so ridiculous. It's so clear. Well, how did you come back and tell me? Yeah. Who is this? No, who is yeah, this yeah. that's experiencing yeah, the yeah. no how self? You, yeah. yeah exactly. So so that, that that's exactly. that, that becomes the who biggest is joke. That, that's that's experiencing the, the no self. The, that becomes exactly. the biggest joke. Yes. And the biggest um yeah. um. He's the, up there that, on the so, stage. So for example, what you you can do Kaliupasana. They're lapping it up. You can do Kaliupasana. Kaliupasana, when properly done, will take you to Shunyata because she is the. Shunyata. Kali yeah. is the Shunyata. Yeah, Kali, yeah. And Which is why she is the concert of Shiva. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Yeah. And she is the a very, it's a very special Shakti with Krishna. There's a very special relationship between Kali and Krishna because of this reason. Yeah. So, so the Shunyata at the end of the day it has a has a purpose and use and and uh, and it is real. It's just not the it is the the, you know, it is the deep sleep state of the Supreme Lord. Yeah, it's um, it's not. It, that's what it is. It is the deep sleep state it's when you his, black out. It's not his. And then it, you auto on auto, you come back, mm. and the self manifests again. And in the in the in the universal cataclysm, the way it comes back is boom. Now there's a sun again. Mm. There's no, nothing. Mm. And then boom, that's one sun. The sun sparks again, and that's like the self mm -hmm. becoming aware again. The sun sparks, boom, and now the universe there's light, and everything starts again. And so, it. it I'm I'm a I'm a fan up until up until a sort of a certain point. So I'm, I'm a fan of. I'll just say one thing, yeah. just to sort of give you give you more time. Sorry, you don't sorry, get sorry. Much, yeah. Just a little bit. I'm a I'm a fan up to a certain point, and and that point is like, Vishwanath Chakravarti says in his um, Madhurya Karambini that this book is not a this this book is not an exposition on the on the on the finer details of adva you know yeah, 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 yeah. monism and dualism mm. you know if you if you want to get that sort of stuff there's another book it's yeah. called Aishvarya Karambini yeah so read that book yeah like in this book I'm not even going to bother yeah yeah because yeah. it's a waste of time <laughs> no, <laughs> so I, I like, appreciate the mood I'm like, I do I'm with you Vishwanath I'm <laughs> yeah. with you because yeah, yeah. because that's nice. that thing I need more of this in my life because <laughs> the thing is <laughs> Well, no, I would 100% agree. And the thing... How the, are you going to know? How are you going to see something which is beyond material time? You can and you do. 
<laughs> you can and you do. Yeah, so, you do. So it's just like um, so, so. That's some bunda. So, that's some bunda gyan. That that some bunda gyan is necessary to then facilitate the the surrendered process of the soul to see that reality. Yes. So so gyan is necessary in as far as it is some bunda. Some bunda. Yeah, it has to. Gyan. It has to take. Ultimately, gyan is only. Is some bunda. The acharya say the gyan is only of any use if it. It yeah. bears the fruit of bhakti. Yeah. Yes, that's right. right. So it appears so, like so, devotees use it in a different way. So that's the, the thing. So it's like when I, if I'm trying to talk about yeah. in, 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 in a personal perspective or impersonalism on any level, the point of it is actually to um, to ultimately it. Uh, well, the feast will start a little later. Oh. What time is the feast? Gonna... It is. Uh, it is. Um, well, it's 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 the it's it's the thread that actually weaves everything together. You want to take them into the temple room? Do you need to tend to your family at all? Yeah, probably. Mm. We spend a, a fair bit of time. Time. Yeah. Anyway, the last point of it is, it, it 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 it's a it's a it's a thread that ties everything together, and and it, and it helps you to understand Krishna fully. And then what happens is the truth, truth, that so-called truth doesn't matter anymore. Then you're seeing him and you know him, right? You know him. Yeah. Face to face, you know him. You love him. You yeah. want to love him. Yeah. The whole, the, the all of it, because he's all of it. Yeah. You say, I love you, Krishna. I don't care. I love you. Yeah. Then it becomes realer than real. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you, the whole thing becomes next level, yeah. right? And then you're like... Now you've graduated. Now you're it's next level. That's not so important. But in the very beginning bit, it is because you got to get the full picture. I think you got to get the I full picture. Yeah, and I that what happens is as you as you are approaching Krishna in person through service, not through Gyan. We don't approach through. We, even if we don't approach Gyan through Gyan, we approach Krishna, the person. Yeah, yeah. Right. The whole time we are probably we're seeing. We're, we're always have the eye on the tools. prize. Yeah, different tools. The different. eye is on the prize. Mm. But you understand, you go, okay, what is the top? The first thing is tattva, then is rasa. You have to understand the tattva, mm. complete. Yeah. And now you're prepared for rasa because you know what's what. What's what and who's who. Yeah, yeah. And what is your, you, now you have some bandhagyam because if you understand tattva, you know what I am. Mm. And what, what is my purpose? You know your purpose from your tattva. Mm. So, so now, now you're ready for rasa. Mm. And then you can forget about all that. And you can march on. And Krishna, he'll welcome you. Yo. So um, is, there, yeah, is there anything anything that you want to share in terms of what's been said? Or is there anything that you were coming with beforehand that you wanted to speak about um, before, before? Do you need to run off now? Is there anything you want to finish on? Like there's so many more, so much more I wanted to find out about you and your, your, your journey because I saw you a few years ago and... And then we, you know, I also, I experienced a similar kind of, uh, it feels like a similar kind of, went through similar stages. And I'm just, was really hoping to hear more of that. But I understand we're, that we're kind of, we've, we've gone far in time and your family's here. And so yeah. maybe we can do more another time. But is there anything that you particularly wanted to, or feel like you need to share now or wanted to say at this point before we finish up? Um... I suppose just on this, just on this whole thing, okay, yes. that it's for me personally, you know, um, the greatest difficulty is um, ego, I suppose, and the mind. Yeah. 
and I feel that Sunyat, like that Buddhism, is is a is too heavily in the mind, and Brahmagyan is too heavily in the ego, and they're both such impediments in the path of. This is just how I feel. So this this you know. So for me personally, um, um. Brahmagyan is a razor's edge, and it's actually it's actually such a horrible thing to to reach when you're chanting when you start chanting Namabas. So when you get to the Namabas stage, and you start ch and, and and this Brahmagyan comes, it's like it, initially it's like initially that liberated that that sense of liberation from the self, which is associated through matter, and that sense of being mm. outside of the realm of matter and, mm -hmm. and outside of the, the realm of material time. Yes. You're sort of floating in, in eternal existence. Yes. yes. Yeah. It's liberating. It's yes. amazing. Yes. It's yeah. like, holy crap. Yeah. 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 You know, it's like, but then, but then it's like, get away from me. Get out. Get out. Get. I don't want it. I don't want it. Get out. I don't want to hear a word of it. I don't want it because this Brahma is is such a horrible thing, because it's such a horrible, horrible. It's it's like, it's like Krishna, why are you doing this to me? Why are you doing this to me? Why are you giving me this? Why are you doing this to me? But I, you know, and and, and it's like he's, he's 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 doing this to me. It's like oh, because you still you still have desire. You, this is what you want. This is what you ask for. This is what you ask for. And it's like, it there's this is there's this like. That that there's that higher there's this sense of always continuously being, um, like you're cheating yourself, like you're just, it's just a, a massive ego trip, like it's just a completely it's it's completely ridiculous, and it's just like, it's it, well not just that it, it gets in the way it's a massive, it's a massive impediment, and I think that's I think that's when when you when you start. When you start chanting and you start and you start thinking about, you start um, you, you slip into that space. You slip into that meditative space, which is you just stop doing that. You just you just stop doing that instead of you instead of because what the what you're doing what you then realize what you then realize is that nam and nami are non are non different. As soon as you chant Hare Krishna, Krishna's there. Yeah. And so you, what you're doing, what you're doing essentially, as is chanting Hare Krishna and, but, and slipping into but, this but, meditative but, 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 space. Hear me out. So yeah. in your bhajan, in your bhajan, okay, I'm slipping into this meditative state. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm listening. So I'm hearing the own mantra going back into my ears, and I'm, mm -hmm. and I'm, and so what you're doing the whole time is you're using Krishna to achieve liberation. Yeah, yeah. You're I can using fully Krishna. I can fully you're, you're, Krishna, you're using Krishna to achieve liberation. Yeah. And Krishna's like, okay, you I can, appreciate you can your, have that. Your voice I, I, too. I get where you're coming from. Mm. You can, you can have that. It's helping me. What he's saying for sure. You okay? You chanting Nama Bas? You're chanting some without some offense. Here, here, have it. Mm. Pose it. It's here, have it. Here, have it. <laughs> if that's what you want, here, have it. Uh, but then, but then you realize, you're a cheeky, you're a cheeky bastard. You're, <laughs> you're, you're giving me, a, you're giving me a piece of, sh can I offer, a piece uh, of crap here. This is crap. This is horrible. Could I offer a different <laughs> nice. this is like, perspective from my? Experience? What is this? This is horrendous. I want the real deal. I want what it was. I want what the real deal was when you know when um, you were there, and it, you know that's that's a totally different thing. That's a totally could different I, thing. If you're, it's and it's it's like stop it. <laughs> That's my, just how my, I feel. My experience with that is slightly different, and I would have a slightly... I understand what you're describing, but I would have a slightly different interpretation of it, in which 
this, this, the description, the analogy that's given by Prabhupada is that is used the sun, right? So first you see the sun's rays. Yes. Then you see the sun globe. And as you get closer, you see the sun god, right? Yes, yeah, so this is... So when you see the... You chanting the Namabas, like you said, you'll first get the Ramagyan. So this because is the you're difference between... Approaching the sun. You're no, approaching no, no. the sun. What I'm, describing, what, I, what I'm describing in technical terms is the difference between Pratibrimba Namabas and Chaya Namabas. Okay. So what I'm saying is that when you're initially chanting Namabas and you experience Pratibhimba Namabas, after a little while you realize this is horrible. So what I'm this saying is horrible. So Pratibhimba Namabas, where you, where you mistake the origin of the sunlight, you see the yeah. shadow of the sun and you, and you say, so oh, this I'm, is me. So what, this is me. But That's horrible. That's horrendous. It's like that's that's Pratibhimba Namabas. Chaya Namabas uh, is different. Chaya okay. Namabas. I don't want to disturb you, so I'm not going to go. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, I would say that there's more to it than what you're describing. There's more. There's more to it. And I um, want to be humble as well. Yeah. Not. Uh, I don't want to. Uh, what you're saying is also not wrong, but. Um, The first phase, the first bit, is the hardest bit. Okay. What you've described is yeah. where Shiva is actually protecting. Yeah. Because the ego is a fucked up thing. Yeah. Right? So, you're going to see the sunshine, and you're going to feel like it's me. Yeah. Right? And it's true and not true. Yes. Okay. I suppose. It, it it's the truth. It's the, it is the truth and not the truth. Bali Maharaj had this experience and he had it hardcore. Okay? And the demons they do this and this is how the demons get fucked. <laughs> because the demons are self realized too. They realize the self too. But because they're not devotees, they don't recognize wait a second. So the demons do this thing where they go into the self and they go, oh, it's me. I'm God. I'm God. That's the whole origin of this entire material existence. I'm God. I, I am God. So what does it matter if Vishnu says or doesn't say, what, what is it? I can do whatever I want, mm. right? Yeah. So Bali Maharaj had That's this- That's Yes, and it's also not, not wrong. I mean, not, not true. Yeah, right, in a sense so that that's where our free will so, is, right? No, no, no hold, 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 yeah, so yes. hold on, hold on. Yeah. Aham Brahmasmi. Aham Brahmasmi is true. But mm. now, Chinta so Beta be Beta says, so now the difference is who you are attributing now. This is where the Ahamkar bit screws you. Because you say, I am this, right? I, I, this is me. As soon as you do that, mm. you fucked yourself. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. You fucked yourself. Mm -hmm. But you can go, oh, it's him. Even. It's him. He's everything, including me, and I am not him. Yeah. Right? At that point, now you're at some Bandagyan. Now you know who you are. You know what you are, why you are. Yes, I understand. Right? So what happens is you come in contact with the sunlight, and then you are put to the test. And the test isn't, I reject the sunlight. The test is, I reject thinking it's mine. And I keep chanting, and I go there, 
And then when he decides I get to go to the next level, that's on him, not me. I have to put myself there. Yes, and this, then this I have to say, Krishna, I am yours. I am yours. I am yours. This is Guru. Right? Right? And you go to Guru. Guru is that light. Guru is that. Shiva is that. Right? And we don't reject it. We don't. This is why I get angry when I hear people bash the impersonal. Because I say, no, no. We don't reject Krishna's mercy. This is Krishna's mercy. Now, do we try to say that it's my, I am the source of my mercy? No. So Gopal Tapani Upanishad says, he teaches a Gopal Aham. Right? And, the, and the, the deep meaning of that is, I am Gopals. Yeah, yeah. Right? So yeah, Aham Brahmasmi means I am Brahma means I he, he's the Brahma. I am he he, he yes. is the he's more me than me. Right? Yeah, my no, wife is cranky. The kids well, are Well the baby's crying and Yeah. We, we have, have you when do you know when Prashadam is? <laughs> when is it There's normally a fire like up kirtan going on right now? <laughs> with, with We're having fired up kirtan I know, here I can too. See it. I feel really bad interrupting. <laughs> But well, I'm just coming on behalf. Yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely. We we encourage we encourage Abhiram to to tend tend to his his family. <laughs> oh, Re really, this is actually what you do after you get yeah. to this point. Yeah, you, yeah. You, go and you, and see. you go and you and do you your seva. That's actually you see. that's actually the, the next. The children are getting tired. The yeah, spark yeah. of They're tired and hungry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's why I'm that's the next step. What do we do now? Okay, we go and anyway, serve the Anyway, I offer my respectful obeisances to you. I, I'm no, yeah, no, please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but but it, it is you're just you're, you're, you're willing to go there. Controversy should not be avoided oh, I because it. it strengthens. And then you and then you and then you and then you're you chanting and you're going okay, okay, but I see you, I see you. And Krishna does this thing where he got tries to say hey, I'm everywhere I'm, you've got me. Right? And what happens is to the devotee is he gets to the point where that becomes so palpable that he sees Krishna in the sky, he sees him in the chair, he sees him in the eyes of his children, right? But the whole time he goes, come on, Krishna, I want to see you, right? And he sees Krishna everywhere, and it's like um, someone who's lost their, a family member or something, and everywhere they go reminds them, right? The Brahmagam becomes so strong for the devotee that it reminds him of Krishna the person. He's hungry for Krishna in person, face to face, all the time. And Krishna yeah. says, oh, but I'm here, I'm here. And you're like, Krishna, don't cheat me. <laughs> you're trying to cheat me. You're trying to swindle me. You're trying to play mm. games with me. It goes, but goes let, crosses over to right? what you were saying. You're moved. And so really it goes further. I just go because I had a message yeah. from yeah. radio. So I'm really sorry. Sure. sure, sure. Have you got, but you, you guys, you guys uh, should have these discussions coming. regularly, okay? Oh, we are, mother. We are. We are. Okay, that would be cool. Good on ya. Oh, thanks. Thanks, mother. Take care of your children. Okay, that was that was the first one. Thank you so much. That's all right. I, Thank you. We have to do it more. No, I really appreciate you taking the time out to come, and I know, I know there's so much more to extract from you. So please, please come again, or I'll come and see you when I'm in Brisbane or something like that. Yes. Continue. Yes. Let me know. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Awesome. Right. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's nice to see you here. Yeah. <laughs> Are you? I'm sorry. I I I, I get. I get, uh, I get, uh, I get, um, in the same way that um, um, devotees come to the rescue of Krishna when his person is attacked. Oh, no, no, don't throw no, you... any of them away. It's like, where's that story? You might know, I forget. There's a story of um, Radharani is perplexed yeah. because she thinks she's fallen in love with three different men. Yeah. Where's that story that from? Is. Not sure. So she sees she sees a letter from yeah. someone, a, yeah. a description of someone, and yeah. she sees a picture of someone. Yeah. 
and there's a third thing, and she sees a. There's the story of Radharani. She falls in love with three different men. Yeah. But then all her sakis are all like. No, 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 no. Like no, it's the same one. <laughs> same one. Yeah. It's the same one. Yeah. Wow. So this is the. Yeah. The three. The three. 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 Yeah. Krishna has the three. Threefold, and and when and the, see the more you understand one bit, then then what happens is he gets he he gets chaffed, man. He will get chaffed that mm. you're like I'm, I'm still here. I'm still looking. And 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 I'm and I'm, and I'm don't you're not going to distract me because I I'm going to take it all in and he go okay because then th that nature of Krishna then when you look at Vrindavan and you look at what it is and how Krishna manifests Vrindavan it makes more and more he you go okay you got that you you think you all right check this out he literally goes check this out <laughs> check this out aren't I cool. Isn't that cool? And you go, wow, Krishna, that is, that is cool. And you go, that's, yeah. That was a beautiful story to finish on. Radharani falling in love Please with the three look, different. Let's see find, if you can that. find that. Yeah, yeah. See if you can find that. I forget where it's from. Let's find that but story. But this it's exactly about this. It's actually very deeply philosophical about, about this point. She falls in love with three different men at the same yeah. time. Yeah. She hasn't met Krishna yet. When she thinks she's cursing herself, going, oh, I'm so unchaste. I've fallen in love with three different men. <laughs> yeah, so There's nice. a story like this. Yeah. I forget where it's from. Yeah. We'll find it. Let's find it. Yeah. Okay. Hare Krishna. Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Adeta Viradhara Shiva Sadi Krishna, 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 Krishna,